Life Audio. You are listening to The Beckett Cook Show with your host, Beckett Cook. For more information about Beckett and his ministry, visit his website at beckettcook.com. To help support the podcast, visit patreon.com slash the Beckett Cook Show. Please consider subscribing to the podcast and leaving a five-star rating. Hey guys, welcome to the show. Today I want to get into the whole Balenciaga scandal, their ad campaigns. And the reason I want to do this, I know a lot of other YouTubers and podcasters have dealt with this already, but I want to do it from somebody who was in the industry. Because as you guys know, for 20 years, I was a set designer in the fashion world, in the fashion business. So uh, I want to get into kind of that, how it was, you know, for me in that world, and then talk about this ad campaign. There are actually two ad campaigns from Balenciaga that are insane. And I want to talk about how that came about, who was responsible, and what ultimately is underneath all of it. So, uh, but first, I want to take a look at, just to give you... <laughs> Just to give you some bona fides of of uh, what I did in the industry, um, I'm going to show you some images of, of photo shoots I worked on, fashion shoots, and also fashion commercials. But first, a word from our sponsor. Hi, I'm Rebecca Scott. As a servant of God, wife, and mother of four, I understand the juggle of multiple roles and stages. That's why I created the Encourager podcast, to help guide us through the messy middle stage of life. Join me on The Encourager as we challenge the chaos and embrace harmony. Together, we'll create practical systems to balance your roles and fulfill priorities. And we will do it while having joy and energy for both home and work life. Tune in for inspiring stories and interviews, actionable tips, and methods to do both home and work life. Because here, we believe you can do all things, just not all at once. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. The first one, this first one is... Uh, that's Natalie Portman for Harper's Bazaar. Uh, she's on the cover. That's actually a shot in front of the Pacific ocean in Malibu at the Getty Villa. Uh, this is on the balcony, the terrace of the Getty Villa overlooking the ocean, which is, which is a crazy stunt to pull because she's actually hanging 
on this swing by a giant truss that my guy set up on this terrace. So <laughs> it was so risky. I don't really know uh, how we got away with doing this. And then this is her again in front of the in front of the Pacific Ocean uh, with this fancy car and and the gorgeous flowers. And then this is a shoot I did with um, I think this was Hervé Leger, uh, and this was a, a set inside of a studio that uh, I had built. So this is like a fake kind of building. Um, there's a lot of other shots, but I can only show you this one. And then. This is Chloe Sevigny in a, a shoot I did, and this was in a set in a studio. And then I, I worked on this Bulgari campaign with uh, the photographer Ellen von Unworth. And uh, these are some of the shots from that shoot. I actually did many, many shoots with Ellen von Unworth, uh, who's a huge fashion photographer. She's German. And... Those are kind of a few of those shots from that campaign. And then I used to do a ton of BB shoots. Bebe is the French pronunciation, but BB. Uh, I did a bunch of their campaigns. Uh, and I also did some uh, one of their runway shows in New York. And so that's bb and then i did for years and years i also did bcbg which is confusing bb and bcbg but this is an image from the bcbg campaign with a crazy this was all shot in studio with um by the way that that bb campaign was also shot in studio so we built we i designed the sets and and had it had those sets built uh but i worked for them for years and Max Azaria is the the owner of BCBG. I think I think he's passed away recently in the last year or two. But um actually be, while I was working on these shoots for years, I, I was invited to Max's home for Shabbat <laughs> Shabbat dinner on Friday nights, which was uh, interesting. It was a fun and he would have like random pop singers come sing like uh Hillary Duff and other people would come and perform during the um, Shabbat celebration. Uh, this is a set I did for BB, I think. I don't know if it's BB or BCBG, but it was a really cool kind of oval shapes uh, set in studio. And this is one of the models sitting in one of the ovals. But it's a bummer because they lit it so brightly that you can't really tell. You can't really see the contrast. Um, this is a campaign I did with, for Puma with Cara Delevingne. There's a bunch of images, but this is just one of them. Uh, this is a cover of Essence magazine that, uh, Oprah Winfrey's on. I did a shoot with her, uh, and that was a crazy <laughs> experience. And then, um, and then I did this campaign for this company called Free Soul Jeans, and uh, with Guinevere, Guinevere is a, considered a supermodel. And so this is Guinevere. Here's another shot of Guinevere. And for the same campaign, this is Jessica Chastain. I did, um, and Ellen Von Unworth shot this. And uh, this, was, uh, this was for actually a French, like a really kind of very important French fashion magazine called Egoist. 
and um, it only comes out twice a year or something. And this is um, Kendall Jenner. I worked on this shoot for the cover of Allure. And this is Kendall Jenner again. This was for, I think, Vogue or it was Vogue. But I don't know if it was Vogue. I don't know which Vogue. Italian Vogue, American Vogue. I can't remember. Um, oh, here, here actually is the New York, is the runway thing I did for the um, BB in New York. I created this set. Actually, Josh worked on this set with me. It was crazy. This whole experience was nuts. But this is the New York Times showing an image of the set. It was actually a, like a two two curves, kind of curved walls with these cutout openings. And the models stood in the cutouts for two hours. Uh, that was the runway show, basically. And this is Kerry Washington. I did um, a campaign for uh, L'Oreal with her. I did a L'Oreal campaign with Eva Longoria not too long ago. It was right before I got blacklisted in Hollywood. <laughs> and um, that was, I don't have any images from that. Let's see, let's go on. And then this is a shoot I did with Katy Perry. It was, we did a bunch of promotional shots with her at this um, kind of beach house in, in Malibu. And this was, this ended up on the cover of Billboard magazine somehow. I don't know why, but, um, and then I did a bunch of shoots with the, with Paris Hilton, not a bunch, but a couple, a few. And this is one of them. This is her in her kitchen at home, uh, baking a cake. And so, uh, this is, I've talked, I've talked about this before, but when I was at Paris's house, I just evangelized everyone on the set. <laughs> <laughs> I was just telling everyone about Jesus and it was crazy. And then finally, this is just a clip from a Yves Saint Laurent, a YSL commercial starring, um, starring Zoe Kravitz, Lenny Kravitz's daughter and this model named Stas. Okay. So that's kind of some of the examples of stuff I've worked on, I worked on over 20 years in this town. I did, you know, a ton of gap shoots, old Navy shoots, um, a bunch of stuff. And so I don't miss that world. I'm glad to be out of it. Um, God took me out of it, as you guys know. And um, before he took me out of it, he I was in seminary for four years. And then so when I graduated seminary, and then my book came out, it was kind of this natural uh, progression towards kind of full-time ministry, which I knew God was doing. And so now I'm in full-time ministry with the show and speaking, um, you know, traveling and speaking and, and writing books. Uh, I don't know what's happening with my second book right now, but we'll see what happens. So I want to get to the Balenciaga campaign now. Uh, so the creative director or the designer for Balenciaga is his, his name is Demna Gas. I don't even know how to pronounce his last name, but he just goes by Demna. It's Vasalia, Demna Vasalia. And he started designing for Balenciaga in 2015 and he really wanted to push the envelope. We'll be right back after this short break. His campaigns and his designs were crazy. I mean, he would design, he like re redesigned the IKEA um, 
shopping bag and I, I sold it for, I don't know, $2,000 or something. <laughs> and, and the ugly, he, he designed this thing called the ugly sneaker, uh, which maybe we'll put an image up right now, but yeah, the ugly sneaker, which, you know, people, people pay thousands of dollars for these things that are just hideous and, you know, just so they can have the name Balenciaga on them. Um, fashion is such a goofy illusion. Um, I mean, I like nice clothes, but f like the, the, the create the, the fashion world can become obviously very extreme and insane. And this is a no different, um, this, these campaigns. So the fallout began in, on, uh, November 16th when Balenciaga published a campaign called quote, Balenciaga gift shop. It was shot in October by this photographer named Gabriele Gallimberti. He's an Italian documentary photographer. And he made, um, the, in the, before he shot this campaign, he, ha, he made a book of, photo, of photos uh, featuring images of children with their toys. So this photographer already had a weird fetish with children which is really creepy and this was his first fashion campaign apparently and so the the photographs which we'll show a couple of and we're going to blur out the faces of the children but the photographs featured six children clutching teddy bear handbags uh which in the in the teddy bear handbags had the the teddy bears had black eyes fishnet tops leather harnesses as you can see and in one of the one of the ads which which is right here there are wine glasses on the table wine and i think in beer glasses on the table which is bizarre for a children like to have an a an ad with a child in it not only is the bondage gear crazy but um the alcohol glasses are crazy so um Again, it's kind of like what it's like, let's try to shock as much as we can. That's, that's like, that's kind of the, the, um, the kind of creative direction of, of big fashion brands. They just want to shock. And, and this obviously backfired because it's exploiting children. And then there was a separate campaign ad campaign, um, that was released on November 21st. And it was called the Gar Garde Robe or Garde Robe. I think it's Garde Robe advertising campaign. And on one of the, in, in the ad, which you can see here in the ad on the table, there's some paperwork from a Supreme court decision on child pornography laws, which is really crazy. So it's not a conspiracy theory <laughs> as the New York times, which I'll get to the New York times claimed, you know, kind of tried to make it seem like a conspiracy theory, but, um, the got this, this got God Robe campaign included, uh, models like Nicole Kidman actresses, Nicole Kidman, Isabel Huppelt, who's a French actress and Bella Hadid. And it had, yeah, it, so the one, the, the image with the hourglass there, the Balenciaga, Balenciaga hourglass handbag 
was featured on a desk along with printed copies of the Supreme Court's 2008 decision in U.S. versus Williams. Now, this case, the Supreme Court case, examined whether laws banning, banning the pandering or promoting of child pornography curtailed First Amendment freedom of speech rights. So again, these these court documents were all about what can people get away with in terms of child pornography. And that's what it seems like that's what um, that's what uh, Balenciaga, Balenciaga was trying to get away with. And also in one of these in this image, you can see in the background there is a book by a Belgian painter named Michael Boromans. I don't know how to say his name. He's a Belgian artist. And his paintings include depictions of castrated toddlers. So there's so, so, there's so much creepiness going on and so much um, just absolute wickedness. And the... The gallery, his the gallery that represents this guy, said that Mr. Boroman's paintings are uh, include toddlers engaged in playful but mysterious acts with sinister overtones and insinuations of violence. Now, when the New York Times wrote about this whole scandal, the title of the article was "When High Fashion." And QAnon collide, and the they say that two new Balenciaga campaigns ignited a firestorm that traveled from the internet to Fox News, fueled by allegations that the brand condoned child exploita- exploitation. The co- controversy has become one of the most explicit collisions of internet culture, politics, fashion, and conspiracy theories to date. So instead of the New York Times just condemning Balenciaga for having children in these scenarios, holding teddy bears and bondage gear, um, which is which is BDSM, and BDSM is is uh, defined as is a variety of erotic practices or role playing involving bondage, discipline, dominance, and submission, sadomasochism. So. Um, so yeah, the New York Times somehow, instead of condemning this campaign, tried to make it look like it was overblown by a, a conspiracy theory. It's, of course, I mean, there, there's nothing shocking about that because the New York Times is evil. And then after all the outrage that uh, came out after these campaigns were released... Balenciaga issued several apologies. Their first one was very vague and weird. And they say, quote, we sincerely apologize for any offense our holiday campaign may have caused. Our plush bear bags should not have been featured with children in this campaign. We have immediately removed the campaign from all platforms. So they're apologizing for an offense, something this may have caused. Instead of just saying this was a terrible mistake on our part and it's horrific and we apologize, 
they they kind of couch it in this like well if it caused you know it's like it's like apologizing to somebody and saying i'm so sorry if i you know murdered your wife <laughs> um it just it's it's such a weak apology and then Hours later, they issued a second apology because their first one wasn't. Oh, addressing the other campaign, the the guard the guard robe campaign, they issued another apology and they said, "quote We apologize for displaying unsettling documents in our campaign." Again, the Supreme Court pornogra- child pornography documents. We take this matter very seriously. Why didn't they take the matter seriously before they did the shoot? We take this matter very seriously and are taking legal action against the parties responsible for creating the set, which I'm going to get to this in a minute, and including unapproved items for our Spring 23 campaign photo shoot. We strongly condemn abuse of children in any form. We stand for children's safety and well-being. Now, what's crazy about this apology is I've been on hundreds of shoots the client comes up with the the concept of the shoot and the client not only comes up with a concept they also are there there i mean there for the ysl shoot i did there were i don't know 15 french people that flew in from paris to be on the set to watch the photo shoot or to watch the the filming so the idea that they were unaware uh, and they're taking legal action against the parties responsible for creating the set and including unapproved items. I mean, that's insane because they were literally on the set watching. There's no way that they weren't on the set watching the shoot happening in real time. And they could have easily seen, oh, that's a really weird thing to have on the table, like these wine glasses or beer glasses with his child. Oh, it's weird also to have a child holding uh, a teddy bear in bondage gear. That's pretty weird with a lock around its neck. Um, so they obviously <laughs> are trying to blame other people for their ridiculous uh, concept that they came up with. And I don't know who's, I don't know who initially came up with the concept. It may have been the designer, Demna. Uh, it probably was. That usually is the case, but it could it could have been just their creative team at Balenciaga that came up with the concept. And then their third apology, they issued another apology, and it says, "quote We strongly condemn child abuse. It was never our intent to include it in the narrative." The two separate ad campaigns in question reflect a series of grievous errors for which Balenciaga takes responsibility. So I guess child pornography is is beyond the pale um, because, you know, anything else pretty much goes in, in these fashion campaigns. But this is the limit now. So, um, and obviously it should be the limit. And... Um, it's just shocking. So they, Balenciaga, on, on November 25th, they filed a lawsuit against the production company North Six and the set designer Nicolas Desjardins. Now, North Six is a production company that I've worked with many, many, many times. 
I did North six. I did all the old Navy and gap campaigns with, um, so I know the people at North six very well. Production companies have nothing to do with ad campaigns, with the photography, with, with the set. They have nothing to do with the decisions made, like what's on the set, who the models are, what, um, what's in the set, what, what, just the whole concept. They have nothing to do with it. The production company is just there to produce the shoot, to have the, you know, to, uh, have the studio, to set up the studio or set up the location and have all the logistics there. Um, they have nothing to do. And obviously North six had nothing, zero to do with approving the final images. That just isn't even a thing. Production companies never approve the final image of a, an ad campaign. So, and then they were suing the set designer, Nicolas Desjardins, which also, which all, which also is crazy because, um, he was just following their, their orders, basically their concept and doing what they wanted him to do. I mean, he, Nicolas Desjardins didn't decide to put, to cast a child, a young child in an ad campaign holding a teddy bear in bondage gear. He had nothing to do with that. So it's crazy that, um, and they're also, they're, they're also saying that he put these Supreme court documents in one of the sets and they were unaware of it, but it's like, don't you look at the, they, they don't re- again, you don't release an ad campaign unless it's thoroughly examined by not only the creative team, but the legal department, everything. So the, 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 the lawsuit says the lawsuit said that, um, the set designer engaged in quote inexplicable acts and omissions and that were malevolent or at the very least extraordinarily reckless. Again, the client is on the set. They can see what's going on. They know what's happening. They can, they're, they're looking at the set like right here. They're looking at it. Um, so effectively, the brand Balenciaga claimed that the documents were placed in the campaign photographs without their knowledge and ha- had led to false associations between Balenciaga and child pornography. Um, yeah, I don't believe that. And actually, but on December 2nd, a week after Balenciaga's initial court filing, the company announced it was no longer taking legal action. <laughs> obviously because they realize i mean obviously the buck stops with them it's not anyone else's fault but they're they're themselves and so the the lawsuit was um was no longer is no longer happening and the photographer also was um he was inundated with hate mail and death threats after these uh ad campaigns went viral after the teddy bear ones went viral. He, that's the one he worked on the gift shop campaign. This article says that he did not make the decision to feature children with the bear bags in the gift shop campaign. He said that Balenciaga Balenciaga had told, had told him the theme of the shoot was quote punk. So I guess it's punk rock to, for, to exploit children. Um, and so, 
But then Balenciaga in a November 28th statement said our plush bear bags and gift collection should not have been featured with children. This was a wrong choice by Balenciaga combined with our failure in assessing and validating images. The responsibility for this lies with Balenciaga alone. Again, they finally admit that the buck stops with them. In other words, don't blame the photographer. Um, Although, you know, the photographer could have said, hey, this is really weird. I'm shooting children holding teddy bears and bondage gear. Uh, I'm not comfortable with this. But, you know, he was, I'm sure he was excited to be doing a Balenciaga campaign and the money involved. Oh, yeah. And and the photographer, Gabriella Gallimberti, said on Instagram, he said he wasn't in control of the direction of the campaign and the choice of the objects displayed. Um, so again, it's not his fault. Um, although he probably just should have walked off the set when he, (laughs) when he found out what the con or, you know, actually the photographer knows what the concept is before he gets on the set. There's many, many conference calls about it. So he would have known that they were shooting children holding these bags. So, um, he probably should have backed out then. So he's, he is in a way responsible. He says the, he says, I'm in, I'm not in a position to comment on Balenciaga's choices, but I must stress that I was not entitled in whatsoever manner to neither choose the products nor the models, nor the combination of the same. But again, he knew what the concept was. So, I mean, maybe he didn't know that they were going to have the child hold a bondage teddy bear. He may have not have known that. So, uh, maybe we'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Um, and so anyway, this comes a long way from the original designer, Cristobal Balenciaga, who, opened his first design shop in Paris in, um, I think it was 1937, but in the fifties, I mean, these were the images of these are these, this is what Balenciaga created. And so we've, we've come a long way from these images to these images. I mean, and that's, it's kind of a, it's kind of a, um, illustration of of what's happened with our culture how degraded it's become and how nihilistic it's become you know when you take god out of the picture when god is not a part of the kind of the environment or the culture the um he's not part of the society if god is taken out of society and if you believe that we are here just by accident and that we're just animals that evolved well, then there is no problem with putting children in these situations. There is no problem with child pornography because after all, we're just animals. So this is what, uh, this is obviously, this is what happens when you take God out of the public square and, and you see, you see how the degradation and the, um, just the degradation over the decades, how this, the, the culture has become more and more extreme, more and more nihilistic, more and more godless and more and more, um, depraved. This is all just like depraved mind. And, and it just goes back to, this is what, 
is really underneath it all. And it goes back to Romans 1. So this is nothing new. In a way, when I first saw these images, I wasn't surprised because this is all Romans 1 stuff that was written by Paul 2,000 years ago. And in, in Romans 1, Paul's talking about the wrath of God, and he says, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men, who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth. So obviously we have a world, we have a especially in we have a, a culture in a world that suppresses the truth about God. And so God doesn't exist according to the world. And and then it goes on to say, Paul goes on to say, For although they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks to him, but they became futile in their thinking, creating really bad at Balenciaga ad campaigns. <laughs> their foolish hearts were darkened. Um, and then he goes on to say, Therefore God gave them up to the lust of their hearts, to impurity, to dishonoring of their bodies among themselves. And then he, he says, And since... Verse 28, he says, And since they did not see fit to acknowledge God, God gave them up to a debased mind to do what ought not to be done. So again, this is the key verse. God gave them up to a debased mind. This, this ad campaign comes from minds of debased people, of, of people with debased minds. So obviously... Again, I lived in that world before I was a Christian. I, I, I had a debased mind, you know, and praise God, he rescued me out of that. And God um, renewed my mind and gave me, uh, and I became a new creation in Christ. And so, um, so it's not, it's not uh, unexpected for people in the dark to create dark images. That's the thing. And I talk, I've talked about this many times before. And he, Paul goes on to say, so they were, they, God gave them up to a debased mind. They were filled with all manner of unrighteousness, evil, covetousness, malice. They were f- full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, maliciousness. They are gossip, slanders, haters of God, insolent, haughty, boastful, inventors of evil, disobedient to parents. <laughs> so it doesn't, you know, it doesn't look good for the world. So that's, that's the world without Jesus. That's the world without God. When you don't, when we don't acknowledge God as supreme and his word is true, then we're going to have a debased mind. And so, you know, Hollywood's been doing this for years. Um, it's getting worse and worse. The, 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 the television shows and the, the movies are so demonic and debased and depraved and um so it's not again it's not surprising because paul was talking about this since you know millennia ago so i just wanted to take a look at this whole scandal through the eyes of me who's who's been there and been in that world and uh, i hope that kind of helped you understand a little bit more about the the scandal and thank you for watching and we'll see you next time Thank you for listening to this episode of The Beckett Cook Show. Your support makes this content possible. All episodes of The Beckett Cook Show are also available on YouTube. For more information about Beckett and his ministry, 
visit his website at beckettcook.com. Thank you to the team at Life Audio for their partnership with us. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you will find more faith-centered podcasts about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and more. Have you ever felt conflict between your faith and feelings? If so, you're not alone. My name's Carly Mercouillier. I'm a licensed therapist and the host of the Therapy and Theology podcast, where we explore popular topics and questions related to faith, feelings, and spiritual formation. I want to invite you to join me every Thursday as we fearlessly name the complexities of our reality, grow in the awareness of who we are, and rediscover the power and purpose of our unique stories through the lens of the gospel. Subscribe today at lifeaudio.com.